Do you love Batman? Do you love Frasier? Do you love Seinfeld? Do you love Dr. Seuss? Do you love James Bond? Do you love Captain America? Oh, hell, do you just love everything that's nerd-related? I know I do. Well, you should come on over to a Nerds World podcast and listen to us, Justin and Andrew, talk everything that's nerd. Yeah, every two weeks, we delve into some random topic that we choose at the end of each episode, and we tell you the whole history of it, or as much as we feel the need to write down, our history of it, and our favorite things about it. So come on over to a Nerds World, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for everything horror. Now here's your hosts, Justin and Brandon. Take it away, boys. Hello and welcome to Pod and Gore. My name is Brandon. My name is Justin. And welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Hello. I'm super excited to be here to I pull a Justin too. card. Uh I live here though, so I'm, yeah. I'm just happy to no, be I'm, home. I'm just ex- yeah, I'm happy to be not at work. I mean, I'd <laughs> rather be home, but trying to get you to come to my recording, recording, <laughs> recording, <laughs> recording studio is next to impossible. Um, yeah, so today we're we're doing Texas Chainsaw, as you tell mm-hmm. from the title. Um, words cannot express how excited I am to do this. Very. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> yeah, no, this is um, top two for me. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very close behind Halloween. Like, very close up uh-huh. there. Just for the movie. I mean, Myers, I love... My, even if I like this more than Halloween, Myers is still my favorite. True. But just on a movie, le- like, everything on it, like, it's just... I'm with you. Well, you know, and I, I've I've seen this before, obviously, but oh, it's been a... I was going to say, I hope so. A very long time... And I was quite pleased that there were some surprises that was like, I forgot, like I knew the beats, Oh, okay, yeah. but I forgot some of the twists. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, that guy's part of, okay. Right. Like, I, all right. Mm-hmm. I got so you. I got to enjoy the ride almost like I was watching it for the first time, even though I remembered as things happened, like, oh, this is the part where he's going crazy in the sun. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> no, I get you completely. And see, the thing is, is like, I've just been so busy this week, like I am every week. And so I didn't actually watch the movie, but I, we're going to go off your notes as sure. you know, but I've seen this movie so many times that it, I'll we be can able, riff. I'll be able to riff it. No problem. Boom. All right. So we got a slog. I am. Yeah, I'm a, just going to sit here and look at toys <laughs> while you talk. And well, I mean, if you have, Obviously, if you have commentary, sit up. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Bitch, throw me one of those, dude. I used to have these as a kid. Holy shit. Justin just, um, he pulled out. They're changeables from uh, McDonald's. Ni- 1990. Mm-hmm. I used to have these toys. So, for anybody that's got a little bit of age on them. Do <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys remember like, the, the changeables from McDonald's? I was seven when these came out to date myself a little bit. Well, I was three. Yeah, um, yeah, they're just like you have. Which one is that? The ice cream cone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ice cream cone that folds out, and I have the the dinosaur in the in the pop cup, mm-hmm. soda cup. And then I've got a. Uh, you robot. got the French fry one too. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry, guys. I this has nothing <laughs> to do with the episode at all. But he started reaching for him, and I saw him. I'm like, "There's my childhood on your table." <laughs> Fuck yeah! Oh, dude, that's so cool. Did you get these from fucking Patrick? Yeah. 
Patrick, if you're listening, give me some fucking toys too, man. Justin, all he does is shit on you when you're not around. I, I'm that much is nicer. so not true. I'm much nicer to you than he is. That's not true. I actually give you your movies back in a timely manner. <laughs> Here, catch. All right, back on topic. Yeah. So this is gonna be this is gonna like he said. I'm gonna be reading a lot. Like you guys know, I get we mostly do stuff from Wikipedia. Yeah. It's just easier. Um, I wanted to go super in depth on that, but. Um, I have a uh, dental surgery tomorrow, and so we're going to try to pop out a second episode, depending on how long this takes, just in case right. um, my uh, mouth doesn't heal up and cooperate. Are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm letting you talk. I, well, like, you got to nothing... fold it back. Oh, well, it, oh, like it stays that. like that. Okay. I know. I was trying to figure it it's out. It's like, huh? <laughs> um, and like so, that. yeah, I basically, it's all Wikipedia, uh, Wikipedia stuff. I wanted to do some of the chainsaw confidential by gunner uh, right. hansen um i have the audiobook mm-hmm. i listened to it when i was a trucker um it's amazing so if you haven't read it or listened to it i 110% recommend it um the audiobook he narrates it himself hmm. and it's it's awesome i can't recommend it enough there's a lot a lot, a lot of information on there about what it was like to make this movie. See, and that's uh, like watching it last night. I'm surprised it's so dense in making it because it seems fairly simple and straightforward. It does. So I'm intrigued to hear your constant well, like ranting. The, well, like the thing that he, one of the things he talked about is like when they show the inside scenes of the van, mm-hmm. like he's up in the front seat recording them while the windows are up and it's like a hundred fucking 60 degrees inside there like they're great yeah i don't remember the exact temp but yeah it was just miserable making this movie and so if you have any interest at all highly recommend it chainsaw confidential and since we are trying to keep it in a easily digestible sense opposed to my halloween episode where i went thick Mm -hmm. um we're not going to cover that um, if there's ever a request to cover it, we'll do. We'll try to. Yeah, we out could something. do an episode something, on that. Yeah, some sort of bonus episode if, mm. if there's any requests for that. But we did get a formal request on Facebook for a movie down the road. Is that the title, or are you saying a movie to watch down the road? Down, no, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. No. Um, well, we talked about it at lunch yesterday. Oh, it's yeah, the yeah. one that um, Justin requested on the mm-hmm. Facebook page. Because he wanted to do Poltergeist, but then he's like, "I really, I really want you guys to watch this movie." I'm not sure how horror it is, but yeah. I guess there's gore, and so I guess that counts. Close enough. So we'll check it out. But uh, yeah, again, Justin, thank you for recommending that. No problem. <laughs> McNair, <laughs> Justin is claiming responsibility for your shit again. Um, kidding. All right, guys. Um, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a 1974 American slasher film directed by Toby Hooper and written and co-produced by Hooper and Kim um, Kim Henkel. It stars Marilyn Burns, Paul A. Partain, Edwin Neal, uh, Jim Sidow, and Gunnar Hansen, who respectively portray... Oh, who, who respectively portray Sally Hardesty... Uh, I was like, wow, they're getting fancy with the wording here. Mm-hmm. Who respectively portrays Sally Hardesty, Franklin Hardesty, the hitchhiker, the propri- proprietor, and Leatherface. Um, the film follows a group of uh, friends who fall victim to a family of cannibals while on their way to visit an old homestead. The film was marketed and 
the film was marketed and being based on true events to attract a wider, audi- wider audience and to act as a subtle, subtle comment. It's going to take twice as long. No, with me jumbling <laughs> words. I'm sorry. Um, to attract a wider audience and to act as a subtle commentary on the era's political climate. See, there was a lot more Wikipedia had that I left out. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> section-wise, because yeah. we got some sections, but this helps me get better with reading out loud, because I don't, I never read out loud before doing this. So, fuck off. Um, the film, was it? Uh, um, although the character of Leatherface and minor story details were inspired by the crimes of murderer Ed Gein. The plot is largely fictional. Hoopley, uh, Hoopley. <laughs> Hooper produced the film for less than 140000 700000 adjusted for inflation, and used a cast of relatively unknown actors drawn mainly from Central Texas, where the film was shot. The limited budget forced Hooper to film for long hours, seven days a week, so that he could finish as quickly as possible and reduce equipment rental costs. Due to the film's violent content, Hooper struggled struggled to find a distributor. Louis Pirano of Brineston Pictures eventually purchased the distribution rights. Hooper limited the quantity of on-screen gore in hopes of securing a PG rating. (laughs) Not quite. But the MPAA rated it R. The film faced uh, similar difficulties internationally. Upon its October 1974 release, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was banned outright in several countries, and numerous theaters later stopped showing the film in response to complaints about its violence. While it initially drew a uh, mixed and reception, we watch Saw. Yeah, so right. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, while initially it drew a mixed reception from critics, it was highly profitable, grossing over thirty million at the box office, equivalent to roughly one hundred fifty point eight million as of two thousand eighteen. That's fucking money, dude. I'll take one. Grossed one hundred fifty million dollars off of seven hundred thousand dollars, and we're talking inflated prices, dude. Yeah. That's that's insane. That's almost saw level right there yeah. back then for wow. Yeah. Um selling over 16.5 million tickets in 1974. It has since received a positive reappraisal and gained a reputation as one of the best and most influential horror movies in cinema history. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, yeah. It is credited with originating several elements common in the slasher genre, including the use of power tools as murder weapons, the characterization of killing as a large, hulking, faceless figure, and the killing of victims. The popularity of the film led to a franchise that continued the story of Leatherface and his family through sequels, prequels, a remake, comic books, and video games. Any questions, comments, or concerns? Well, I'm just along for the ride. Yeah, the concept uh, and development. The conception or the concept for Texas Chainsaw Massacre arose in the early 70s while Toby Hooper was working as an assistant film director director at uh, University of Texas A&M. No, Texas at Austin. And as a documentary cameraman. He had already developed a, a story involving the elements of isolation, the woods, and darkness. He, cre- uh, he credited the, cov- the graphic coverage of violence by San Antonio news outlets as one inspiration for the film based on elements of the plot on murderer Ed Gein, who committed his crimes in, 19- in the 1950s Wisconsin. 
Gein inspired other horror films such as Psycho and Silence of the Lambs in 1960 and 91. Uh, during development, Hooper used the working title uh, titles of Have You Heard It? Do you have Head Cheese, which I had heard of? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Leatherface. Hooper has cited change uh, had cited changes in the cultural and political landscape as central influences on the film. He intentionally. His intentional misinformation that the film you're about to see is true, and I did air quotes for those that can't see me, mm-hmm. <laughs> was being uh, was a response to being lied to by the government about things that were going on all over the world, including Watergate, the 1973 oil crisis, and the massacres and atrocities in the Vietnam War. Mm. Uh, the lack of sentimentality and uh, the brutality of things um, the, that Hooper noticed while watching the local news whose graphic coverage was um, epitomized by showing brain spilled all over the road, led to his belief that man was the real monster. God, there's a lot of quotations here. <laughs> you don't uh, need he, to do air quotes for all of them. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, just wearing it um, led to his belief that man was the real monster here, just wearing a different face. So I literally, so I put a literal mask on the monster in my film. Using the idea of a chainsaw as the murder weapon came to Hooper while he was in the hardware section of a busy store, contemplating how to speed his way through the crowd. Red flag. <laughs> Hooper <laughs> You've and got Ken- issues. <laughs> Hooper I had heard that before. You though. had heard that. Yeah. Um, Hooper and Kim Henkel co-wrote the screenplay and formed Vortex Inc. with Henkel as president and Hooper as uh, vice president. They asked Bill Parsley, a friend of the Hooper, to provide funding. Parsley formed a company named MAB Inc., uh, through which he invested $60,000 in the production. In return, Mab owned 50% of the film and its profits. Production manager Ron Bosman told the rest of the cast and crew that he would have to defer part of their salaries until after it was sold to a distributor. Vortex made the idea more attractive by awarding them a share of its potential profits, ranging from point. Uh, 025 to 6%, similar to mortgage points. The cast and crew were not informed that Vortex only owned 50%, which means their points, their points were worth, worth half of the assumed value. Mm. Yeah, that was one of the things I had heard in Chainsaw Confidential is how fucked they got. Like, they didn't get paid for a very long time, and I'm not sure if it's in the notes, but yeah, dude, like I had heard it went on for... Years and years of them not getting paid for this movie. Jesus. Yeah. So we already kind of went over the cu- uh, casting. Marilyn, uh, Marilyn Burns played Sally Hardesty. Uh, Alan Danzinger played Jerry. Fucking Paul A. Partain played Franklin Hardesty. Ugh. Your favorite. William Vale played Kirk. Terry McMinn played Pam. Edwin Neal played the hitchhiker. Nubbins. His name was Nubbins. <laughs> Nubbins Sawyer. Mm. Jim Sidow, the proprietor. Drayton Sawyer. Gunnar Hansen was Leatherface. John Dugan was Grandpa Sawyer. And this one I didn't know that the film was narrated by John Larroquette. Really? I had no idea. I did not either. Like I had to like I clicked on it to be like, is this really John Larroquette? Or is it just somebody who shares the same name? Mm-hmm. Like I was looking up to see what else, like mostly known for Night Court, but is what it says. But that's mm-hmm. what I remember him from as well. It, <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't either. And I was kind of looking on there, like he did Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. 
He did some other things, but nothing I really... Oh, he was in Demon Knight. He played the slasher in Demon Knight? He was also the t- he was also the narrator in Texas Chainsaw Massacre in two thousand three and two thousand six. And just for you, he was Tomar Ree in Green Lantern First Flight. Oh, yeah, I figured that would be like, huh? That's cool. Yeah, well, I know <laughs> that you like Green Lantern, so I do. Um, many of the cast members at the time were relatively unknown Texans who had played roles in commercials, TV, stage shows, as well as performers whom Hooper knew, knew personally, such as Alan Danziger and Jim Sidow. Uh, involvement in the film propelled some of them into motion picture, into the motion picture industry. The lead role of Sally was given to Mar- Marilyn Burns, who had appeared previously on stage and served in film on the film commission board at UT Austin while studying there. Um, Terry McMinn was a student who worked with the local theater companies, including the Dallas theater center. Hankel called McMinn to come in uh, for a reading after he spotted her in the picture, Austin American Statesman for her last callback. He requested that she wear short shorts, which provide uh, proved to be the most comfortable of all the cast members' costumes. Icelandic um, American actor Gunnar Hansen was selected for the role of Leatherface. He regarded Leatherface as being mentally retarded and having never learned to speak properly. To research his uh, character in preparation for the role, Hansen visited a special needs school and watched how the students move and spoke. Uh, John Larroquette performed the narration in the opening credits. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah, and the thing was, is I don't know if it really covers it, but Edwin Neal, um, who played the hitchhiker, um, I remember hearing in, Conf- in Chainsaw Confidential that he, I think he was one of the most known actors, maybe also John Dugan, who played the grandpa, uh-huh. who wasn't old, but he was in like heavy prosthetics. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so the filming of Texas Chainsaw... The farmhouse used for the uh, movie was moved from Lawn, uh, from La Frontera to Kingsland, Texas, and restored as a restaurant. The primary filming location was an early 1900s farmhouse located on Crick, uh, Quick Hill Road near Round Rock, Texas, where La Frontera, Frontera Development is now located. The small budget and concerns over high-cost equipment rentals meant the crew filmed seven days a week up to 16 hours a day. The environment was humid, and the cast and crew found conditions tough. Temperatures peaked at 110 on July 26th. Um, Hansen later recalled, It was 95 to 100 degrees every day during filming. They wouldn't wash my costume because they were worried the laundry uh, might lose it or that it would change color. They didn't have enough money for a second costume, so I wore that mask to uh, that mask 12 to 16 hours a day, seven days a week for a month. Mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was mainly shot using an Eclair NPR 16mm camera with fine-grain, uh, fine low-speed film that required four times more light than modern digital cameras. Most of the filming took place in the farmhouse, which was filled with furniture constructed from animal bones and a latex material used as upholstery to give the appearance of human skin. The house was not cooled, and there was uh, little ventilation. The crew covered its walls with drops of animal blood obtained from a local slaughterhouse. 
Art director Robert A. Burns drove around the countryside and collected all the remains of cattle and other animals in various stages of decomposition, which he littered the floors. Uh, he littered the floors of the house with. The special effects were simple and limited uh, by the budget. The on-screen blood was real in some scenes, um, some cases, such as the scene in which Leatherface feeds Grandpa. The crew had some difficulty getting the stage blood to come out of its tube, so instead Burns' index finger was cut with a razor. Jesus. Burns' costume was so drenched with stage blood that it was virtually solid by the last day of shooting. The scene in which Leatherface kills Kirk with a chainsaw worried William Vale, Kirk, after telling Vale to stay still the last, um, lest he be really killed, Hansen brought the running chainsaw to within three inches, eight centimeters, of Vale's face. A real hammer was used for the cinematic scene at the end, with, uh, with, some, of the, with some takes also being a mock-up. However, the actor playing Grandpa was, um, was aiming for the floor rather than the victim's head. Still, oh, that's good. <laughs> still, the shoot was somewhat dangerous. With Hooper noting that the rat part, uh, noting at the rat party that all the cast members had attained had obtained some level of injury, he stated that everyone hated me by the end of production, and that it just took years for them to kind of cool off. I can't imagine why. Yeah, he that really... sounds fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then. Yeah. You would get so much sued. Yeah, now. think. Like, well, think. Think about that next week if you're upstairs and yeah. you come down being like, it's <laughs> I was so hot up there, now, like, and I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> it's not Texas Chainsaw Massacre hot. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Post production, um, the production exceeded its original sixty thousand, about three hundred five thousand adjusted for inflation. Uh, budgets during editing um, sources dif- uh, differ on the film's final cost offering figures between 93,000 about 472,000 and 300,000 about 1.5 million inflation adjusted a film production group pie in the sky provided God, they're really giving the inflations here. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Provided $23,532, about $120,000 inflation adjusted, <laughs> in exchange for 19% of Vortex. This left Henkel, Hooper, and the rest of the cast and, cr- uh, cast and crew with a 40.5% stake. Uh, Warren Scarin, 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 Scarin. Uh, One of those things. <laughs> the head of the Texas Film Commission helped secure the distribution deal with Bryanston Pictures. David Foster, producer of the 1982 film The Thing, horror film The Thing, arranged for a private screening for some of Bryanston's Pictures' West Coast executives and received 1.5% of Vortex's profits and deferred the fee of $500, about $2,500 inflation adjusted. On August 28, 1974, Louis Pirano of Branston agreed to distribute the film worldwide, from which Bosman and Scarin would receive 225000 about $1.1 million, and 35% of the profits. Later, uh, Years later, Bosman stated, We made a deal with the devil, <sighs> and I guess that, that, in a way, we got what we deserved. The, they signed the contract with Bryanston, and the investors recouped their money with interest. And after Scarin, the lawyers, and the accountants were paid, only eight, um, $8,100, about 41200 
was divided amongst the 20 cast and crew members. Jesus. Eventually, the producers sued uh, Bryanston for uh, paying them, for failing to pay them their full percentage and box office profits. The court, uh, the court judgment instructed Bryanston to pay the filmmakers five hundred thousand, about two point five million. But by the time the company had declared break, bankrupt, um, but by then the uh, the company had declared bankruptcy. Fuckers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, in 1983, uh, New Line Cinema acquired the distribution rights from Bryanston and gave the producers a large share of the profits. Well, that's good. Good job, New Line. <laughs> <laughs> you did something right. <laughs> so the release of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, it premiered in Austin, Texas on October 1st, 1974, almost a year after filming concluded. It screened nationally in the United States... Um, as a Saturday, Saturday afternoon matinee and false marketing as a true story helped it attract a broad audience. For eight years after, 1976, it was uh, annually reissued to first-run theaters promoted by full-page ads. Hmm. The film eventually grossed more than $30 million in the United States and Canada, $14.4 million in rentals making it the 12th highest-grossing film initially released in 1974, despite its minuscule budget among independent films. It was overtaken in 1978 by John Carpenter's Halloween, which grossed <laughs> $47 million. For those that didn't know, I took a bow for a movie that I had nothing to do with. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy it, and that's what's important. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, Hooper reported, reportedly hoped that the MPAA would give the complete uncut release print a PG rating due to the minimal amount, due to its minimal amount of visible gore. Instead, it was originally rated X. <laughs> I feel like he doesn't understand how ratings. Yeah, because he's like, I want it to be rated PG R. I want it to be rated PG. Well, you were going to get an X. Be happy with the R. (laughs) How about don't make a horror movie and then it won't be rated. It'll be rated PG. I wonder if they'll ever release the uncut, unrated, just like whatever it is. I'm kind of surprised they haven't. I know. It's kind of weird. I don't know if it just got lost in time. Maybe. But, um. Fire. (laughs) After several minutes were cut, it was resubmitted to the MPAA and received an R rating. A distributor, a distributor apparently restored the offending material, and at least one theater presented the full version uh-huh. under an R. In San Francisco, cinema goers walked out of the theaters in disgust, and in February of 1976, two theaters in Ottawa, Canada, were advised by local police to withdraw the film lest they face morality charges. Jesus. Oh, Canada! <laughs> My friend Prower, I hope you're listening. Um... And after its initial British release, including a one-year theatrical run in London. God, it was in theaters for a year. Yeah. Well, that's, that's I mean, that's the way they did it back in the day. Did they there, really? there was no home video like we have it now. And four months after it's in theaters, we can own it. Fair you know, enough. Things were that's just right, run and they run used to, and run. They, they would do that with the serials. I remember mm-hmm. that. Um do, 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 do. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was initially banned on the advice of the British Board of Film Censors, the BBFC, Secretary Stephen Murphy, and subsequently by his successor, James Furman. While, uh, while the British ban was in force, the word chainsaw itself was barred from the film, forcing imitators to rename their films. <clears throat> in 1998, despite the BBFC ban, Camden London Borough Con- uh, Council granted the film a license. 
The following year, the BBFC passed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre for release with an 18 certificate. Indicate... And then in parentheses it says, indicating that it should not be seen or purchased by anybody under 18. Okay. And it was broadcast a year later on Channel 4. (laughs) 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 Yeah, the Australian censors refused to classify the 83-minute version of the film in 1975. The board uh, similarly... Why can't I say that? Similarly, uh, refused classification of a 77-minute print in December that year. In 1981, an 83-minute version submitted by the Greater uh, Greater Union Organization Film Distributors was again refused registration. It was later submitted by Filmways Australia and approved for an R rating in 1984. It was banned for periods in many other countries, including Brazil, Chile, Finland, France, Iceland, Norway... Ireland, uh, Singapore, Sweden, and West Germany. In Sweden, it would it would also symbolize a video nasty, hmm. a discussion topic for the time. <clears throat> the reception of Texas Chainsaw Massacre received it received a mixed reaction upon its release. Uh, Linda Gross of the Los Angeles Times called it despicable and described Henkel and Hooper as more concerned with creating a realistic atmosphere than with its plastic script. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times said it was as violent and gruesome and blood-soaked as the title promises, yet praised its acting and technical execution. Donald B. Berrigan of the Cincinnati Inquirer praised the lead performance of Burns. Marilyn Burns as Sally deserves a special Academy Award for one of the most sustained and believable acting achievements in movie history. Hmm. Patrick Taggart of the Austin American Statesman hailed it as the most important horror film since George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead in 1968. Variety called the picture uh, to... Uh, Variety found the picture to be a well-made, despite what it call what it's called the heavy doses of gore. John McCarty of Cine Cine Fantastique stated that the house featured in the film made the Bates Hotel look uh, Bates Motel look positively pleasant by comparison. I would agree to that. <clears throat> I would too. I need to watch Psycho again, man. It's been a long time. Yeah, I know. Um, if only we had a podcast where we could talk about horror movies. <laughs> uh, revisiting the film in 1976, Article Fashions and Pornography for Harper's Magazine, Stephen Cook found its sadistic violence to be extreme and unimaginative. Creators later frequently, uh, critics later frequently praised both the film's aesthetic quality and its power, observing that it managed to be horrifying without being a bloodbath. You'll see more. You'll see more gore in a Steven Seagal film, he says. Bruce Westbrook of the Houston Chronicles called it a backwoods masterpiece of fear. Masterpiece of fear and loathing. TV Guide thought it was an intelligent in its bloodless depiction of violence, while Anton Battelle felt that the fact that it was banned in the UK was a tribute to its artistry. He po- <laughs> he's all fuck you. He pointed. No offense to our UK listeners if we have any, but that's just what Anton Battelle said. What a jerk. Yeah, fuck that guy. He pointed <laughs> out the quiet sense of for. Yeah, he listens to it. He's all like, well, fuck you too, buddy. Um, 
Oh no, I lost my spot. Well, we got to start over at the beginning. All right. Well, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a 1980s, no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> 1974 slasher film. Um, while Anton Battelle felt that, in fact, yeah, okay, he pointed out how quiet the sense of foreboding at the beginning of the of how the quiet sense of foreboding at the beginning of the film grows until the viewer experiences a punishing assault on the senses. In Hick Flicks, The Rise and Fall of Redneck Cinema, what? <laughs> That's so... Yeah. <laughs> Scott Von Doviak uh, commended its effective use of daylight shots, unusual among horror films, such as the sight of a corpse draped over a tombstone, in the opening sequence, Mike Emery of the Austin Chronicle praised the film's subtle touches, such as radio broadcasts heard in the background describing grisly murders around Texas, and said that was made that what made it so dreadful was that it never strayed too far from potential reality. Um, remin- uh, reminiscing about. I'm cutting some of this out. Uh, Reminiscing about his first viewing of the film, horror director Wes Craven recalled wondering what kind of Masonite uh, crazoid could have created such a thing. It is a work of cataclysmic terror. In the words of horror novelist Stephen King, who declared, I would happily testify to its redeeming social merit in any court in the country. Based on uh, uh, based on 58 reviews published since 2000, the review aggregate website Rotten Tomatoes reports that 88% of the critics gave it a, pros- a positive review with an average score of 7.9 out of 10. The site's critical consensus states, thanks to a smart script and docu- uh, documentary-style camera work, Texas Chainsaw achieves start-to-finish suspense, making it a classic in low-budget exploitation cinema. See, we're almost done. That's not too bad. <clears throat> the cultural impact of this movie is considered one of the greatest and most controversial horror films and um, and a major influence on the genre. In 1999, Richard Zoglin of Time commented that it had set a standard for uh, slasher films. The Times listed it as one of the 50 most controversial films of all time. Jeez. Tony Magistrale believes that um, believes the film paved a way for horror to be used as a vehicle for, for social commentary. Describing it as cheap, grubby, and out of control, Mark Olson of the uh, uh, LA Times declared, it, uh, declared that it both defines and entirely supersedes the very notion of the exploitation uh, picture. In his book, Dark Romance, Sexuality in the Horror Film, David Hogan called it the most affecting gore thriller of all and, in broader view, among the most effective horror films ever made. The driving force of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is something far more horrible than um, apparent sexuality. Total insanity. According to Bill Nicholas, it achieves the force of authentic art Profoundly disturbing, intensely personal, yet at the same time, far more than personal. Leonard Wolf praised the film as being an exquisite work of art and compared it to a Greek tragedy, noting the lack of on-screen violence. Noting the lack of on-screen violence. 
Leatherface has gained reputation as a significant character in the horror genre, responsible for establishing the use of conventional tools as murder weapons and the large, the image of a large, silent killer devoid of personality. Christopher Noel of FilmCritic.com said, In our collective consciousness, Leatherface and his chainsaw have become as iconic as Freddy and his razors or Jason and his hockey mask. Don Sumner called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre a classic that not only introduced a new villain to the horror pantheon, but also influ- influenced a, an entire generation of filmmakers. According to Re- uh, Rebecca Asher Walsh, of Entertainment Weekly, it laid the foundations for Halloween, Evil Dead, and Blair Witch horror franchises. Wes Craven crafted his 1977, the film have the Hills Have Eyes, as a homage to Massacre. Hmm. While Ridley Scott cited Hooper's film as a inspiration for his 1979 film Alien, hmm. uh, French director Alexandria Alexandra Alexander, aha. Uh-huh. Aja, A-J-A, I don't know how to pronounce that in French, sure. credited, uh, credited it as an early influence in his career. Horror filmmaker and heavy metal mu- uh, musician Rob Zombie sees it as a major influence on his work, including his films A House of a Thousand Corpses in 2003 and The Devil's Rejects in 2005. I love those movies so much, <laughs> and I cannot wait for Three from Hell. It's coming soon. Yeah, I, I don't know how you are on the zombie... I the only films. movies of his I've seen are the Halloween, so I've not. I have the... I have them. If you want to watch them, I'll, yeah. I'll hook you up with them. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna let you know. Do them. Huh? One of these days we could actually do them. Well, that works too. Um, so uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was selected for the 1975 Cannes Film Festival Directors Fortnight and London and the London Film Festival. In 1976, it won the Special Jury Prize at the Avaraz, Avoriaz Fantastic Film Festival in France. Entertainment Weekly ranked the film sixth on its 2003 list of top 50 cult films. In, 2005 total film, in, in a 2005 total film poll, it was selected as the greatest horror film of all time. It was named among Time's top 25 horror films in 2007. In 2008, the film ranked number 199 on Empire's magazine list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. Empire also ranked it 50, uh, 46th in its list of the 50 greatest independent films. Huh. In 2010 total film poll it was again selected as the greatest horror film the judging panel included veteran horror directors such as john carpenter wes craven george a and george a romero in 2010 as well the guardian ranked at number 14 on its list of top 25 horror films it was also voted the greatest horror film of all time in slant magazine's 2013 list of greatest horror films of all time it was um, it was also voted the scariest movie of all time in a 2017 list by Complex, and voted the best horror film or horror movie of all time in 2017 list by Thrillist. It was also voted the scariest movie of all time in 2018 by Consequence of Sound, and voted best horror movie of all time in 2018 list by Esquire. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre was inducted into the Horror Hall of Fame in 1990. 
with uh, with director uh, Toby Hooper accepting the award. And it's part in the permanent collection of New York City's Museum of Modern Art. In 2012, the film was named by critics in the British Film Insight Institute Sight and Sound magazine as one of the 250 greatest films. The Academy Film Archive houses the Texas Chainsaw Massacre collection, which contains over 50 items in a collection uh, representing many of the original elements of the film. And that's it. Are you sure? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> 39 minutes, dude. I not too bad. It felt much longer. <laughs> says the guy not reading it. <laughs> yeah, that was a... That was a seeing like this is the and i'm not gonna not do it again so don't even be like oh okay but like by finding so many things important to talk about like if i i I start out a paragraph i'm like oh man that's good information and i go through i end up reading 43 (laughs) best of lists (laughs) and stuff like that yes well hey sorry that i do notes differently than you it's fine is it though i I suppose you tell us, listener, the one that's left. <laughs> Brandon, shut it. We get it. It's good. All right. What so, I think of the movie, it's fine. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Maybe it's all right. <laughs> I'm gonna stab you with your pumpkin tiki torch. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna now dive into the movie itself. Oh. Oh. Now, Justin, go ahead. Talk. Go ahead and talk for a little bit. Okay. You know. I... It is one of those things where I've only seen it like a handful of times, but watching it last night, it is truly disturbing. Mm. Like that scene at the end at the dinner and she's screaming and they're screaming and laughing and they show her eye as close as you could ever get a camera to an eye. (laughs) Like, it's disturbing. It is. And that, I mean, that's kind of the one thing I, I was talking about it at work today when it come, when it comes to this and Halloween, it's just there's something different about these movies. Like they seem more filmy than horror filmy. Yeah, like there, uh, it was. Art, I don't want to say artistically. Yeah, it but just I mean, comes it kind of was. Way. I mean, especially Halloween. When go and listen to that deep dive if you feel like it. Um, <laughs> Which you better if you ever want to be friends with me. <laughs> Strike one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the listener. <laughs> they're, they're just... The shots are very, you know... Well, and that's the artist, thing... Artisty. Yeah, I mean, well, I that's could, was thi- trying to think of a real word, but... And artisty. that's one of the things that they talked about in Chainsaw Confidential mm-hmm. was the scene where they showed her walking up to the house, short shorts and all, mm-hmm. and it's just following behind her as it goes under the swing set and then the house just starts to like grow in size as mm-hmm. it kind of looms over her that like i don't know if it's cited as something in particular but a lot of people were just like blown away by how that was like how they shot that yeah. to like where a lot of filmmakers were asking the i don't remember who that said that the cinematographer was but they were asking them, like how did you do that yeah and I guess what had happened was, is as it was on the track moving towards the house, they had people like, as soon as the shot, as soon as the camera got just underneath the um, swing set, they lifted it up and moved it out of the way huh. somehow. 
Something along those lines. Huh. Yeah, it's just insane. Well, even just to actually start getting into the movie, <clears throat> it starts with the disclaimer, which I thought was a really cool thing. <laughs> I was talking about the movie. <laughs> He's I, like, back on topic. I know. I'm just going to go through the actual notes. That Even watching like the remake, I had that kind of eerie sense of, is this real? Is this based off of something real? I mean, this was 2003 when that came out. Well, that one. Well, that was a that was still around the same time of, like, the Blair Witch craze. Like, when that... Yeah. Like, I tried to watch that the other day because the Blair Witch game came out, and mm-hmm. I that was what I... I started streaming again, yeah. and that was the game that I played, even though it killed my stream several times. Sure. That, like... I tried to watch that movie before just to kind of get... They're like, okay, you know, I haven't seen this movie in forever. What is... I fell asleep. I took a nap. <laughs> like, the best part of that movie, it's literally, the is the very ending yeah. when, like, they're in that house and they're freaking out and the yeah. dude's standing in the corner. Mm-hmm. Like, that still kind of gives me goosebumps just yeah. thinking about it just because it's like, holy shit, that's the lore come to life right there. Mm-hmm. And, like, even with Paranormal Activity, when that movie first came out and they, like, I hadn't seen a lot of found footage yeah. style movies or home recorded style movies right. to where I left that movie and I was like, is it real? Like, did they're like, yeah. did, like, you know, like they did a really good job. Well, in the way they do it. Film. I mean, there's no credits in that movie. There's no, and like it makes it, unless you go on IMDb and go, Oh, these are actors and they are actually in other things. You're but totally I never seen them in other things yeah, either. And that was either. the thing. And I was like, okay, cool. So, and then you get, I don't know, it just, it, with the rusticness of it, well, it just makes it feel so... Dirty, grimy, yeah, grin, you and know. real. Yeah. And it was... It's gritty. There's Yeah, a, and it, what I like about it is that it's, I think you said it in paragraph three of your notes. <laughs> of, <laughs> Sorry, I'm in depth, dude. I want to give some fucking content, you know? Just it meaty. I didn't realize how little blood there was. I didn't yeah. th- really think about it, and it's so disturbing even without it. Right. Well, and it's kind of like the whole less is more like it makes you just like you just assume it's there. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, how could it not be the way that he's so grisly? Mm-hmm. There's such a like a raw brutality that he just you would expect there to just be buckets of blood, yeah. which is also a rad horror movie. From way back, I've heard of it. But yeah, I've I think I, I bought it for a dollar at the dollar store one time, and I was like, oh. "Fuck yeah, it's, it's actually not bad." Um, but like, you have the disclaimer, and that starts in the movie. But you actually you didn't really put anything down about that intro when it's it's talking about the disclaimer, and then it kind of zooms back on the um, the head. It's not like a monument, but it's in a graveyard. And yeah, the body's kind of creepy just, corpse sculpture thing. Yeah, and that like I put corpse statue. Did you? Mm-hmm. Where? After story opening. Oh, corpse statue. statue. Okay, yeah. I was trying to save some space. I got you. Yeah, but that like and then with playing the radio mm-hmm. announcements going on with it, I thought it was a brilliant touch. It really is because it's. It's it's setting up. Oh, there's some cre- creepy shit going on in Texas. Big shock. And you know, what's wrong with Texas, dude? I know a lot of people live in Texas. And there's like, <laughs> yeah, don't answer. <laughs> there's graves being dug up and body parts missing. Grave robbers. Grave robbers. Yeah, for those who don't know, he made me watch Repo. <laughs> I watched it last night. Well, I should have watched this one. Yeah. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, to the show. I'm trying. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just fucking with you, guy. Come I on. Know. Read it. You don't I'm handle good. distractions very well at all. No, I know. I, well, I, I feel like you're going to make a point, and then you did that really disturbing <laughs> laugh. I did. Yeah. So I'm going to skip some stuff and go into them picking up the hitchhiker. Oh, dude. Okay, so yeah, the hitchhiker was Edwin Neal. I guess he was like, he's just like a veteran stage actor. Like he, you know, he's... He put, looked familiar. He put in this, he's put in his work, you know, yeah. like he's done stuff. Um, it, he was just so super creepy. And like I said, I, the one that I've watched the most is probably the 2003 one. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of you though. I mean, yeah. and not like, and not in, in a shitting on you way, which you would normally deserve for this, but uh-huh. like... You do tend to lean more towards the remakeies, and I think that's just with you in general. Like you, yeah. you said you came in around the mid to late nineties mm-hmm. with like Scream around right. that time, and so like, and not saying that like, oh, I like the original, so getting all sniff, sn- sniff. getting all snit <laughs> snits about it, you know. But like, I I love horror like a lot. But, like, there's still even a lot of things that are classic that I haven't seen that mm-hmm. I will not admit that I haven't seen because <laughs> I lose all credibility. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, like, I have to openly admit it because at a certain point you'll bring up, you know, hey, we should watch this movie. And I go, okay, fine. Yeah. That, that sounds real cool. Yeah. I, I, You know, I tried to deep dive and go back and, you know, we watched all the old Halloweens and Elm Streets and Jasons. Right. And, you know, I watched the original Texas. But also, the, to be fair, though, like... With the hills have eyes, I've seen both of them, mm-hmm. but I never, I haven't seen the originals. Yeah, you know, like I, man, I can admit that, but like, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, he's super disturbing and creepy, and it's almost to the point of over the top, but it oh, damn fits. It. I- <laughs> Had an instinct, you said over the top, and I looked at the corner of your coffee table where that DVD sat for six months. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. We watched it. It's over. Let's move on. It's over the top. Uh-huh. <laughs> over the drive. Max <laughs> to the maximum. Oh, God. You keep making me lose focus on what I'm trying to say. And, and then I, I look stupid trying to. <laughs> I just. He, he plays creepy crazy very well. And the, him just kind of ricocheting back and forth. And he takes the guy's picture and he invites him to dinner and then he cuts his hand and then he's he's just being all freaking wacky it just it's like never pick up a hitchhiker dude oh yeah that's that, kind of that, that cemented was, that in my mind that was the creepiest part dude he's like i'm gonna take your picture and then i'm gonna charge you for it yeah and then and when then he doesn't want to pay he's like oh i'm gonna cut my fucking hand off <laughs> yeah. and so and like i don't want to necessarily jump in too far either like where you're at are on your notes so i'm gonna go ahead and talk though i'm just gonna look and see where oh yeah so we're we're basically there so like when he does cut his hand and then they kick him out they're like get out of here you fucking weirdo he goes i thought he would just smear it but it almost looked like he was either starting to write something but it's also in this really weird shape to where if he wasn't it's some very awkward symbol so i don't know if he did like i kind of remember what it looked like Mm-hmm. Well, and then, I mean, because later on, um, what's his face? My favorite character, Franklin. Well, and that's the thing, too. Also, you, like, uh, you're like, oh, I'm going to skip a few things. You literally skipped one note. And that was, it was uh, Franklin, Franklin ro- Yeah, rolling down the hill. Important. No, but it's him <laughs> rolling down a hill. <laughs> throwing, his, throwing his, like, fits. And... <laughs> 
Which is why I skipped it. Oh. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, here. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he, they kick him out, and he does this creepy, weird... It, it is a weird symbol. I'm trying to remember it. Yeah, go ahead and, and they, talk they about they it. They never really it go into detail. It's almost like... Because Franklin's, like, mesmerized by it, because he's mesmerized by shiny objects. And <laughs> he's like, but does it mean something? And is it this and that? And everyone else is like, dude, just fuck off. Like, we're going to enjoy the house and shit, and mm-hmm. screw in a pond and whatever. <laughs> And they never really visit back to it. And there is a scene after that where they show the van driving down the road. And it looks like, a movie mistake, the blood is not there. It's possible. It honestly but, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either after the Holy shit, crazy they have rigmarole. A, dude, they have a NECA. Of a NECA? Ed- they ha- <laughs> I'll punch you. <laughs> they have a NECA figurine of um, the hitchhiker. Oh, really? Yeah, it looks pretty cool. That's cool. I, uh, like, Justin collects toys. Mm-hmm. I do, like, especially now I'm starting to now. Like, I do collect, I, I collect horror NECAs if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's off topic, but, like. It's what we do. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. Yes. So they get to the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to, because I was going to start off, and I might as well now. Did you see that they're, the one they're releasing next is um is uh Batman and alien mm-hmm. but the aliens painted like the joker yes. did you see that i even shared it to our messenger group i think oh the one that ago. nobody's in <laughs> that's probably why i didn't see it yeah okay fair enough uh so they get to, <laughs> they get to the gas station and the creepy attendant and his dopey sidekick who stares at the sun <laughs> warn against going and looking at old houses because the owners might not like it which it's one of those things where I wish I had either remembered the movie more. Oh, there it is. Or just watched it again almost right after. Yeah. Yeah, so Yeah, it's really weird. It's almost like it's like a, a dash and then it looks like <laughs> That's the there's, technical term. Yeah, there's more to that. Well, I it is when he does it it's like he's just I mean, he's being all crazy and shit, and so it's kind of hard to tell if he's trying to write something or if he's just smearing it in for effect, right? Or if he's just trying to be a you know creepazoid, which he was doing very well. Yes, the dude is a very method. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But I like I like the gas station yeah. scene and all, but it's I almost wish that the the dopey sidekick that was washing their window <laughs> had done something because okay. otherwise he was just a, an idiot staring at the sun and then probably he... <laughs> was man it's probably just like just there to create some fucking weirdness well and they definitely do that because then when they get to the town and they're asking about because you know it opens with oh graves are being robbed and shit and so they set up the fact that they're kind of in this town to investigate if the girl's grand ancestral home kind yeah, of and, uh, Yes, yeah, so you're just interrupting for me for no reason. Well, no, you were looking. You were looking for the word, and I gave it to you. Investigating. No. Well, they they ask a guy about a gravesite, and if this is where her grandpa was buried, because they well, were you, afraid that his grave might have gotten <laughs> screwed can up. Can you too. hear that? 
Your stomach? Yeah. No. Okay, good. I'm just making sure <laughs> the mic's not picking that off because it won't stop fucking rumbling. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I'd make a joke, but no one else would get it but me. So it's fine. I'll fire one back at you, so go ahead. No, that's fine. Um, but no, yeah. So yeah, they they're they're heading back towards. I, I guess ancestral homes more is not the right term, but you know, childhood family mm-hmm. home. They'd gone to a bunch as a kid. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, to visit the grave site and all that. Mm-hmm. So they're searching the house, and it's a creepy, gross house in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then they find an even grosser house somehow. But. <laughs> I it, it it cemented how much I hate Franklin <laughs> because he's left <laughs> he's left behind and he, he has one of his little fits and I I kind of get it you know it's like he's a guy in a wheelchair and everyone else just kind of fucks off into the house. Well, you know what the funny thing is too is that he was like unbearable to be around even on set. I believe that because he he never. He was always in character. Mm. He was Jared Leto in 1974. Ugh. And they never saw him act again. <laughs> they might have. I don't. I don't remember. But yeah, he was a. He was always in character, and they're just like, "Fuck off." <laughs> your character's the irritating one. Don't let that bleed into your real life, please. Stupid ass. Yeah, you stupid ass. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. But he's very bitter about this, and they find the creepy animal bone shrines in the house. Mm-hmm. Which is, I guess, thinking back on it is strange a little bit. So that means that the family is doing that creepy bone shit everywhere? I don't want to necessarily say that it's a Texas thing. <laughs> I honestly don't know. That's um, That's a good question. Like, I really wish that I had more time. Because, I mean, I've seen this movie, I don't know, I can't even count how many times I've watched it. Sure. But, and that's why I was just going to riff, but I really wish I would have had time to sit down and watch it. (laughs) Instead of fucking Repo. Yeah, but you hadn't seen it, and you needed to have seen it for spoilers. The next thing we're going to talk about. Not in this episode, this is dense enough. (laughs) That's what she said. Did she, though? Don't use my shit against <laughs> me. Um, so yeah, they um, finding the house, asking for gas, given death. <laughs> what? Explain yourself, please. <laughs> <laughs> this, that's when. So I'm gonna be terrible with the names. Mm-hmm. Kirk and the other, the chick, Marilyn? Pam. Oh, Pam. Okay. They go off because. Um, Oh, is that where they go to find the lake or the yeah. water hole or whatever it was? And they end up, they go down the hills into this weird path, and then they see That's the house. right. And that, they end up, and they're they're kind of walking around, and mm-hmm. there's the generator going, and then they see all the old cars yeah. covered by the, um, almost like if you've seen MASH, like the camouflage that they use to uh, cover the tents and other areas, yeah. like... Like a it weird a, lean-to kind of thing? Yeah. Like, it's almost like a net with a bunch of weird fake leaves on it. Yeah. But flat. Right. Yeah, I got you. And they, they so they go to the house, 
looking for gas for their car because the mm-hmm. gas station, the creepy gas station, didn't have any gas. Yeah, because why would a gas station have gas? No, they have a creepy guy that stares at the sun and washes your windows, even when you tell him not to. Uh, so then he goes to the house, mm-hmm. and he's stu- like, I get knocking on the door, see if anyone's there to see if you can get some gas. But once they don't answer, answer... Do not just walk inside somebody's house. It doesn't right? matter if the door's open. That's no. rude. You're and frightening. For. Yeah. And again, Texas. You're going to get shot. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're lucky you didn't get shot. Well... No, you're not lucky. I, That's I say, the backwards I, yeah. of what I was thinking. Like, you would have been lucky if you got shot is yeah, where I was, was going to go That was best case that. scenario. <laughs> and please instead, don't hit me with a hammer. Just shoot me like a normal Texan, please. <laughs> No offense to anybody that lives in Texas. No. I love your barbecue. It's fantastic. Um, I, what I, now you got me thinking brisket. Well, I hate you should have brought one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just show up at your door carrying a fucking brisket. <laughs> You're like, hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would have seen it and been, you know, weirded out, but then overjoyed that it was a brisket and you were feeding us. That'd yeah. be great. So. And I think this might be one of my favorite scenes in the movie because, so for whatever reason, the back room with the super red wall and all the heads on it. I like that a lot too because that's eventually in my office, man cave, whatever the fuck you want to call you it. You want a head wall? Yeah. Gross. No. <laughs> um, my Eventually, I will paint the walls like that blood ready huh. color with a dark trim. It's going to be sick. Haunting. Yeah. But what I like about it is, so he's, Kirk is just walking around the house calling for somebody. Mm-hmm. And. I'm in your house. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Hello. I need gas. You're the wrong spot. And then Leatherface just comes out of nowhere with a hammer and bludges him across the head and then drags him into the back room, shuts the door, and you don't see what happens next. Yeah. There's a lot of left to the imagination. And that's something that the remake didn't do. When they did that scene in the remake, they showed what happened next. And there's something cool about that to see. And it's modern times, so they did grosser, cooler stuff. Yeah, I get it. But the left to the imagination part of it is what makes it so good. Yeah, well, it's it's more fucked up because it it leaves it to your own interpretation. So you're like, it makes you think and kind of brings out those like twisted thoughts of Mm -hmm. like, oh, I wonder if he's, this is happening. Mm -hmm. You know, um... But and I want to say I think something that I um, I remember reading in or listening to in the audio um, audiobook was one of those scenes I think when he it might have been Marilyn I don't remember maybe Pam no Marilyn's the one he hung up right no Pam was okay Pam I think Pam when he doesn't he put her. Over on a his shoulder uh, and yeah. carries her in. I think he hit her head on the door frame. I think something like <laughs> oh. that happened. Like he didn't mean to. I would hope not. God damn it! All that extra. I'm here. I'm, I'm here. here. To You're like I'm here. <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> like I can't see you. Um, no, I I just I I remember hearing something about that being like he accidentally hurt somebody in one of his scenes. Hmm. Like I said, if you guys haven't listened to it, listen to it. It's great. Yes. Or buy it. I wouldn't mind having the hard copy. Okay. 
so she goes into the chicken room. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're 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 arguably they're, the grossest part of the movie. Their home alarm system. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's very effective, mm-hmm. I suppose. But the floor, like sweep, you know, it's just full of feathers and bones and shit and now hearing that a lot of those things were real yeah it's even yuck. more yeah, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> like i want to wash my hands after watching that movie it's just nasty it's just gross <laughs> um yeah so pam gets hung oh yeah so she does go in there yeah. Looking for him. Because it's the big... For reasons. Well, I mean... That's... I get why she goes in there, but him... Yeah, up. for him, he's an idiot. For her, it's like... But hey, she's also dumb, assuming that he's even in the house. If you... Well, didn't uh, she see... Well, you didn't watch the movie. I think she... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that she saw him go in the house. Because when she... This is the scene where she's walking up to the house. Uh-huh. No, that might have been Marilyn. I don't remember. When so somebody's walking up to the house, nobody sees anybody get carried inside or go inside. Oh right. no, she does go inside. Then she tries to leave and gets bear hugged and dragged back in. Right. But like, she was looking for Kirk. She assumed Kirk was in the house. Yeah. And still went inside the house. Yeah. And then she found the chicken room, was all groated out. <laughs> groated out, yeah. Left. Mm hmm. Leatherface dragged her back in, put her on the meat hook. Which is cool as hell. Yeah. But, now, if being in that situation, like, I mean, you could, it might be easy just to assume that said person would be in the house and that's where you'd go to look for him. Yeah. But, like, also at the same time being like, well, maybe he's in, like, why would he just go in there? <laughs> yeah. You know like what I mean? Like, kind of schmuck would just go into someone's house? Yeah, well, like, I'm gonna do it. Right, like I like. Well, I mean, I guess it's that'd be this... like me walking into your house. You know, I'm gonna be here. You know, I'm coming, but I still knock on the door. Well, no, usually you open it like a creepy butler, like before <laughs> I even get a chance. Like today, I stood there for a second. And I'm like, fuck, ding. <laughs> like it's the first time in like three months that you didn't open the door. Well, it took forever to get out of your damn car, and I went to the kitchen. Oh, <laughs> I was getting, I was getting my fucking beer cup ready. I see. So then she gets uh, meat hooked, which is awesome, and Kirk gets beheaded by the chainsaw, ob- apparently almost for real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's quicker, easier ways to behead someone than the big chainsaw, but hey, what do I know? I've never done it yet. Uh, so then... Right, well, I'll see you later. <laughs> we get Jerry again looking for people. I feel like this is just a bunch of people looking for other people and then finding death. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh Kirk, you in there? Nope. Okay, bye. Hey, Pam, you in there? <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, fuck off now. <laughs> fucking uh, I don't remember. I'm forgetting names. Yeah. That's fine. So, Marilyn, you in there? <laughs> Well, I mean, again, it's three people go into this death house just Not cause. knowing it's a death house, but they all just walk inside this house. Like, yeah. do you not have any manners? Or sense. <laughs> like, I don't... Or reason? Right. For reasons? Yeah, I'm moving past it. Let's just move on. And so he's wandering around the he damn so house. Upset. He finds the death room, but it's clean-ish. As clean as any room in that house is. But the bodies are gone, and then he hears noises in the freezer and opens it. Oh, no. I don't think... 
Does yes. he hear? Does she? Yes. Does she pop up? No. So then, why is she making noise if she is already frozen? Well, she's not frozen. She's just in the freezer. I mean, this is all the span of like ten minutes. That'd be one hell of a freezer if you're completely frozen in like ten minutes. Yeah. She's probably really cold. Right, but she also is already dead, isn't she? Mm-mm. Well, and that's... I wish you had watched it, because I was wondering if it was Pam. Because she would have been meat-hooked. Mm-hmm. Well, I think she went liked... from the meat-hook. We well, don't see it. No, there's a lot of we don't see. That's the thing, is she gets meat-hooked, and then they go over to Jerry, and Jerry's looking for him, and then... Jerry wanders into the house because everybody wanders into this fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets to the room where they were mm-hmm. and there's a freezer and he hears noises in the freezer and there's a lady in the freezer. And I couldn't tell if it was Pam or just someone else. Right. If it's just someone else, I don't know who they were. No, but... it, it was, yeah, it was, it was Pam. It was That's one of figured. them. Um, what well, had to have group. been Pam then. Yeah. Uh, but then Kirk gets uh, beheaded. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got, I, Yeah. I went backwards, sorry. <laughs> Jerry gets hammered. That's what happens. He gets hammered to the face. Yeah, he did. Sorry. <laughs> what was that? Don't worry about me. And we get, we've seen Leatherface in blips and quick, you know, scare the shit out of you. But then he kind of wanders around the living room after having just killed three people in random succession. Right. And he like sits at the window in the sun and you really get a full appreciation for how creepy his mask is. Right. And I thought that was really cool. You'd know if you'd watch the movie. Well, I'm watching it right now, so... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> are you at least up to where we are in the, our conversation, or are you just starting from the beginning? Yeah, because he, he put her on the hook, and then they zoom in on the chainsaw, and he starts it up. So <laughs> or yeah. how a chainsaw sound. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I did a, I did a, chain, I did a, a gunner mock there. Mm-hmm. Boom, he, he just got beheaded. Yes. Yep, and then there's a symbol. We're going, doing oh, a commentary. Franklin. Yeah, I'm doing a commentary. <laughs> so go ahead. So after we get the full-on reveal, it's now nighttime-ish, and Franklin's a big peckerwood and won't give Sally the flashlight for some reason. <laughs> yeah. You... Like, no, I'm gonna... I'm, I want to be useful. You're not, though. Just sit at the damn fan. Like, but he... Sally... <laughs> That was. <laughs> <laughs> no, God. give me the flashlight, Sally. I want to do things too, and he does nothing. You just he rolls down a hill, he cries, and then he dies in the woods. Like, really? That's true. So Sally finally says, "Fine, fucking douchebag." Just, it. I yeah, basically, I'll go without the flashlight. Oh no, I'll come with you with the flashlight. Like, way to be chivalrous there. Chivalrous. <laughs> D-bag. God, I wasn't uh, even making fun of you, you fucking Franklin. <laughs> but I was talking about Franklin there, douchebag. I know, Franklin. <laughs> Guys, uh, shit. He just throwing fits. Uh... So there's no keys to the van, and yet the lights are on. <laughs> <laughs> so are we shitting on this movie, or? Well, there's not a lot to shit on, really. I mean, it's 
it's quite incredibly well made considering the mayhem that went on behind the scenes. And that was the thing is that like with as much as I obviously went into in the beginning, I didn't even look up trivia or fun facts like well i think we've covered all the facts about the movie that are humanly possible without reading the book right but i mean it's impressive that this movie works given that Mm -hmm. like we hear stories nowadays about people trapped on trains not allowed to pee and rewrites last second and all sorts of crazy shit going on and you see the movies and they're garbage right Whereas this should have been garbage because it was sounded like it was just a big fluster clock the entire time. Right, just a big pain in the ass. Yeah, and it was ended up being one of the most seminal horror movies of all time. It's just very strange. So Franklin gets chainsawed, and the crowd cheers. I know I did, and Sally runs, and Leatherface chase. That's a way jump ahead. Not really. Well, I'm 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 watching the movie, <laughs> and like we didn't even talk about Jerry. Did we talk about Jerry going in by himself? Yes, you were looking up watching the movie at that time. Okay, because uh, he goes in, he hears the noises in the freezer. Lady in the freezer gets hammered in the face. Oh right, right. We did right. all those things, and now we're on to the Leatherface chase. Which, yeah, like I I remember hearing about that. Like if you watch it, it's. It's it's kind of funny because he had to slow down a lot because he was, like, faster than her. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it's in the book. I bet it is. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, it's... You're so used to your Michaels and Jasons where they don't run. They just stand there and yet end up ahead of them anyway. Whereas mm. Leatherface is just crazy maniac running with a chainsaw in the woods right it's a nice change of pace even though it was the the start of all things right so sally like every other person in this movie except for franklin gets to the death house (laughs) and sees all the dead people in chairs which i'm assuming are other relatives that passed away it wouldn't surprise me at all and yeah, the lights are on. No, There's I know. no keys. <laughs> well, you can still turn. Can't you turn some of the older vehicles on without keys? Probably. I don't know. Uh, so Sally jumps out a window, which I think was a class act. Much better than... <laughs> which is a class act? Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things where in modern horror movies, it's like there's a bunch of windows. Go out a window. Like, right. It's going to hurt, but so is a chainsaw to your head. Oh, 100%. So, I, I, you're going to feel the jump more, but... Sure. And I think she jumps out a second story. So, I mean, it's not like a, a brisk, like, oh, we're on the ground floor here. She like she really goes for it. And she does it again later. Yeah. Well, I, I cannot recommend listening to the book enough. <laughs> because, <laughs> it, like, he... Talks about how much she got cut jumping through windows. Yeah, like, it was like a fucked up... I think she got, like, hurt her leg or something jumping out that. I don't remember I would It sure. hurt my leg watching her jump out of it. <laughs> but then she jumps out, and then he, what, chases her to the gas station? Yeah, she gets whacked in the head by a tree. And I said, watch out for that tree. No, you didn't. <laughs> don't fucking George of the Jungle me. <laughs> it's in my notes. I know it's in your notes. It doesn't <laughs> surprise me. It's upsetting. 
Well, I have to have my fun. This is a very depressing movie. I have to enjoy myself a little bit. So they make it to the gas station, and this is when the twist came in that I wasn't expecting, even though I should have. Oh, the proprietor? Yeah. That he was part of the... He's a family member? Yeah, I... It makes total sense, going back to it, and he's kind of the, um, oh, what's his name from the new one, or new, 2003. Wasn't that Arlie, um, yeah. Arlie was the sheriff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's definitely a that. Like, he even looks like him a little bit. It's kind of creepy. They could almost be relatives. Yeah, except for his hair is kind of, he's got some weird hair. In the teeth, but it was the 70s. Fair enough. So what do you do? See, and I'm watching this part where she's like crying to him, and I don't know if he's trying to console her, but he's got his hands like all over her, mm-hmm. like all over her face and holding her and shit like that. Like she's frantic, but he's like petting her face. Like <laughs> this like, is not calming me at all. Please no, stop touching she, my but face. But then she's like, "Don't leave me." Well, and I mean, and then she looks over into the fucking the the spit. Mm-hmm. The barbecue pit, and he's like, she's like, oh, that's people. That's what I was, I, like, the lighting kind of sucked, so I couldn't really tell, but it was like, I was pretty sure that's the message they were getting across. Yeah, it looks like a lot of sausage. Yeah. But then, like, when she looks in there, like, the thing on the on the right there, uh-huh. I, it's too small to be a torso, but, like, I don't know. Could I, be half of one. Yeah, I'm not really seeing. Part of arm. Yeah, there was nothing that was, it wasn't like there was a head with a face on it. That would have been rad, yeah. but a little on the nose. Yeah, but I mean, it would have been, it just looked like random meat, and then she got all freaked out by it, and so I just kind of went, okay, that's probably Ooh, people. right, he picks up, she has the knife, and she's pointing it at him, and then he mm-hmm. fucking charges her with a broom, and then beats the shit out <laughs> yeah. of her with it. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm watching the movie right now. <laughs> That's he fine. beats doing... the holy shit out of her with yes. it, too. He really goes to town with the broom. Yeah, he's... I put broom attack. <laughs> yeah, to say that uh, he looks like Arlie Ermey is a fucking... Oh, he's a weirdo. As um, It's kind of an insult to Ermey. Because <laughs> <laughs> this guy is a fucking boober looking... <laughs> Knocks her out with that thing. I'm not he's... saying they're twins. <laughs> he's fucking sitting there shaking the broom like a like he's done he's like done beating the hell out of her and he's like Ugh. i want to keep hitting things with the broom yeah. well then he gets her in the car and he keeps jabbing her with it <laughs> while he's taking her to the house and then they stumble upon the hitchhiker guy right and that's when you find out which you kind of assume all along that he's also a part of it and so he starts beating on him and telling him to get his shit in the truck <laughs> right. quit you know fucking around in town yeah um, when you said that when he was poking her, it just reminded me of when I was in uh, school to get my CDL, and um, every time like I would either grind a gear or I didn't do something right <laughs> because you know learning to drive a semi and all that, like uh, George, my instructor, smacked my hand with a fucking <laughs> with like a tire thumper, <laughs> like ow, fucker, <laughs> yeah. But you learned something. I did. I was a truck driver for many years. So then they finally get him back to the house because everybody gets back to the house and they tie her up to the chair for the creepiest family dinner ever. Yeah, well, and the cool thing is is when they tie her up to the chair, like, they, they just showed the cool shot of where she was tied there and then it showed the lamp inside the rib cage mm. 
of the of one of the bones. I was yeah. like, that's cool. Well, that's the thing. I think that really makes this movie is the ambiance is so unsettling the entire time, and they go out of their way to make everything gross and creepy. Yeah, like Bubba, come get Grandpa. Help me uh, carry him downstairs. I I totally forgot about that. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell's up with Grandpa? Mm -hmm. Nothing's going to be good about Grandpa. Yeah, they do a lot of downward shots and then zooming in on, like, distress. Mm -hmm. Which really doesn't help with the tension. No, it's very unsettling. Yeah. So, then you get to the cut finger thing. Mm -hmm. And realizing that it was real now is even worse, but... Well, the thing is, is they cut... They they go to cut her finger. Oh, she is Burns, huh? Yes. Don't fucking raise an <laughs> eyebrow at me. I'm just making sure. Yeah, they really cut her finger, and then they put it... In the and, guy's mouth. Yeah, and, and yeah, he sucks on it, which was creepy as shit. I thought he was dead, because he looks like it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, obviously, it's heavy prosthetics either way, but... <laughs> It's just the most un like ugh. that whole scene, the dinner thing was just so like, if I didn't have to watch this, I would not be watching this because it's just gross in right. every way. Which I suppose is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But it does what it's supposed to. Yeah, definitely. And then we get into the, I have in my notes worst dinner ever. Everyone screams. Yeah, because she screams and they're all like, ah, go, <laughs> like just basically telling her, it's like, hey, go ahead and scream. It's not. You're in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not. The middle Texas of is fault, fucking guy. nowhere. <laughs> the, yeah, in the middle of nowhere, which can be anywhere yeah. outside of Texas as well. <laughs> sure, you sure. Fucking but I, that, my point was, before you rudely interrupted I didn't rudely me. interrupt you. I'm defending the great state of Texas. Go Texas. I, I have nothing. I'm saying. They're in this this backwoods. Did you ever notice that the lamp house. above the table was like a face? Yeah, I, they zoom in on it later. Oh, okay. It's very creepy, and you know you're you're out in the middle of the nowhere where most houses are around there. Mm-hmm. Like there there's no one there that's going to hear your cries. Okay, unfortunately. yeah, they did. Oh yeah, super up close. Yeah, and oh, it's just so freaking unnerving. And then they do the super close eye shots, which I didn't even think you would ever want to get a camera that close to a person's eye. Right. Well, and the thing about this is like when they when they have um when they have Leatherface and he's dressed up for dinner, um and he's wearing the pretty woman mask is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um with with uh Leatherface being in Dead by Daylight and he's one of my favorite killers to play as, I really wish they would add the pretty woman cosmetic skin to that. So if anybody from pretty. Behavior is listening, <laughs> please find a way to Make give me the pretty. pretty give me the pretty woman skin. Good talk. So I like that they're <laughs> How fucking dare you guy? Like that's the whole point is we're supposed to talk about stuff and every time I talk about something off topic, you basically moving on and then you give me the fucking eyebrows and I just want to fucking hit you. I keep it interesting. I make you involved. You know, oh, I'm. Ooh. Ooh. Nope. Go ahead. Okay. Sure. I like that they're like, make let Grandpa kill her. Don't worry, it'll be painless. And then they give him a hammer that he can barely fucking swing because he's like 106 years old. Well, that too. But like, how quick and painless is a hammer to the head? Right. God, that's creepy. 
I don't like eye stuff. We talked about this in Brightburn. Oh, yeah, it's, we did. It's very unsettling. It really is because it's like, fuck, man. It's such a, an unbearably sensitive part of the body. And it's like, I don't even like when I get like sand in my eye, let alone... Opposed to other places? Well, that hurts too, but, you know... Then seeing like in Brightburn, the giant shard of glass that goes all the way through the lady's eye, like into her brain, practically. <laughs> it's like, fuck, that's I bet that was in her brain, too. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no? No, go ahead. Are you sure? Yep, I was just, I had a freak out for a second. Freak out. So, yeah, like you said, the grandpa can't even hold the damn hammer, <laughs> which is, it's uh, comical and disturbing at the same time. Take my strong hand. <laughs> It's still not working. <laughs> and it's like, at a certain... like I, They're really selling that they're all fucking nuts. Yeah. And doing a very good job of it. Mm-hmm. And they're so invested in letting Grandpa kill her... Right. ...that he loses the hammer, they get distracted trying to get it, and right. so she's able to get free, mm-hmm. and then she does her second window jump. Right. <laughs> Even more so than the last, and books it away, and Crazy Hitchhiker and uh, Leatherface are right behind. Right, and that, dude, that's like the best part, too. When, like, she gets in there, she thinks that she's safe. Um, she's really not. Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, running up behind her, and you're like, oh, fuck, man. When the Hitchhiker guy has a knife and is just, like, slicing at her as she's getting to the... The street, which mm-hmm. is super freaking brutal. Right. And then Hitchhiker gets run over by a freaking semi, <laughs> which was awesome. Yeah, he just gets smashed. And the crazy nonsense that ensues on that little street. I, w- I actually had to rewind it because... So the truck driver hits Hitchhiker, mm-hmm. gets out of the truck eventually when he sees... Uh, What's-her-face screaming and yelling for help. Mm-hmm. And Leatherface right behind. And then you see them both run away. But then the truck driver just keeps running mm-hmm. off screen. And like says, okay, fuck you guys. I'm out of here. He's you like, I'm out. Deal with your own shit. Bitches. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need this family drama. Right. And then this random blue truck almost hits everybody. Mm-hmm. Pulls over and uh, picks up Sally. Mm-hmm. And then we get crazy Leatherface losing it in the sun, which yeah, is so awesome. That's like when, like back to Dead by Daylight. Whenever I kill somebody or I hook somebody at the very end of the game, mm-hmm. I always charge up the chainsaw because what he does is he he makes like the and then he fucking <laughs> swings it back and forth. And if it gets caught, if you get hit by it, it's an instant down. Huh. But what I'll do is every time I hook, I hook somebody, I charge it up. And then I look up towards the sky, and I fucking I I like twirl myself. Like I try to do the I try to do the Leatherface dance with it. That's nice. Yeah, you care about the fans. I do. Important. I do. Well, it's it's. I would put that and the armadillo at the beginning as probably the two most iconic shots of the movie. Well, that and then the um, approaching of the house. That's huge. Well, I know. But you're right with the armadillo. You're right with him dancing in the sunrise. Yeah, because the dancing is like the cover of the movie in many cases when they release it on you right. know, various formats. But all, yeah, and also, and the funny thing is, is they never talk about those as much as I've ever heard them talk about the 
looming of the house as they like approach it. Like, see, and I've never heard that. Right. I mean, I haven't dug into it as much as you, obviously, but I had never really like it was a cool shot when I saw it. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's nice, but I never like you know deep dive holy crap it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> nice thumbs up there, bud. So that's it. That's, that's all it. of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't know if you guys could one. even take anymore, but all I know is that we literally did what I said we would do. Really? So fuck you, buddy. We're under an hour and a half. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. That's Good what job. she said. Did you, though? Don't roll Not your eyes you. at me. So now it is time for the infamous Gore Score card. That's right, which I didn't fucking do again. God. <laughs> But you we can riff it. We suck. can riff it. So, um, so the me, best kill. No, or let scare. Me, yeah, fuck you. So what I'm gonna do is I'm what? gonna. All right. So our core sc- uh, scorecard, uh, the best kill or scare. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with scare. It could be a kill. Well, it is a kill. But when Leatherface pops in the doorway before he clubs Kirk, mm. like that initial like you don't know that's coming. Yeah. And all of a sudden. Uh, Boom! Fucking like that. That's that. I, that'll be my best. And I mean, it leads yeah. to a kill, but like that, like seeing that and then not knowing that's coming, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, boom! Like yeah. that would be fucking awesome to see in 1974. Not seeing anything that we've seen now, like True. not knowing. Well, even just watching it last night, I was like, "Oh shit, he's right there!" <laughs> yeah. So that I don't remember this movie as much as I thought. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah. I picked uh, Kirk getting dragged into the room and then the metal door closing because it's... So essentially the same thing, but the tail end of the... what? Yeah. I've always loved that scene and always look back. It's just so clever. The way... And the way he just closes it with so much authority. Yeah. Like, you're mine now. Yeah, good luck. And you don't see what happens next, Mm -hmm. more or less. I agree. Um, the Thank person you. I wanted to die, I think no this shit. is going to be unanimous. <laughs> we both wanted Franklin to die. I yeah. don't even think I have to go into it. I didn't even have to watch the movie again. And all I, like, as soon as I heard but his... But Justin! As soon as I heard his name... I'm in a wheelchair and I'm helpless! His, to know what his name was, I went, oh, that's his name. Franklin. Franklin. Yeah. Boop, most wanted to die. Um, my most wanted to live would be um, Sally. Yeah, me too. She went through the most. And... She's the only one who really ended up having character. Yeah, she. Yeah, Most, she was. And that was something that I wanted to point out in this is that like people die in such random succession in this movie. It is just bam, 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 mm-hmm. and then it's a bit of a. I don't want to say slog because it sounds like a bad thing, but it's right. like there's a a breath, and then there's Franklin, and then there's like another half hour and change to the movie, and I was like, holy shit! I thought we were wrapping up here, right? And like there's a whole other movie taking place here and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> um my grossest moment there see with this movie like everything is gross. Yeah, it was hard to pick something out. I'm so what I'll, I guess my grossest moment would cuz see when he she gets thrown up on the meat hook they don't actually show mm-hmm. it going into her back. So I guess um the grossest moment off the top of my head would probably be with um, Kirk laying on the table and the way that he's kind of going back and forth mm-hmm. and kind of maneuvering that chainsaw mimicking cutting his head off. Like if they were to have shown that scene, that would have been disgusting. <laughs> I initially picked the chicken room because mm-hmm. gross. And I ended up with sucking on the bloody finger. You know what? That's a, that is all that, you know what? <laughs> 
we'll sidebar that. I think that will be part B. <laughs> like, I totally, I just watched it happen. I don't know how, like, that's literally the part of the movie I watched. And, I, like, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's you. And it being real blood makes it even more disgusting. Yeah. I didn't oh, even know the that. 70s. <laughs> you um, just didn't know better about anything. The dumbest did you? moment for me would be just everybody walking to the house without having the, any permission to enter somebody's house. Fair enough. What's yours? Uh, every time Franklin said something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. But why? <laughs> <laughs> He's just. And it's so interesting. So he's how, your Annie. Yeah. But way worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, I actually like Annie. I do. Well, I like, like Annie, Franklin. too. I don't like Franklin either. <laughs> he would have been such a bear to be with around, just making people do, even even like when yeah, they're the not shooting that he an onset. In yeah, he even would try to get horrible. people to do stuff for him off scene. I would say, um, get fucked, fuck you off. asshole. You, they're like, you can walk. Get up and get it your goddamn self. Like, I know this is the 70s, but this is really distasteful what you're doing right now. Yeah, it's rude <laughs> and fucked. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, we don't have a category for this one. Just, no, there's nothing that really the, stuck out. Well, I mean... Grossest it, animal sculpture was hmm, my suggestion. Well, we could do that, but at the same time... Like, what, are you going to pick the, the the face lamp? Are you going to pick the rib cage lamp? <laughs> are you going to pick the, lamps, gonna pick the, the, Sally, the Sally chair where the, you could see the hands under her hands? Like, I mean, we could have done something like yeah. that, but it's just like there's there's so much that there's like a, literally no. you would have to have paid attention to every sculpture, mm. every piece of furniture. And we anything. didn't do that. And no, we didn't. I especially. Yeah. But see, the thing is, Justin will shit on me for stuff like that, but I admit it freely. I, I know the movie. I know. Enough to be like, I can riff it. We're good. And uh, we did. Yeah, we so did. We're done. And in very, uh, in a great amount of time. Yeah. All right. So, um, without further ado, I know we've hinted at it already, but we're going to go ahead and jump in and Justin's going to announce his pick for the next episode. Which is? Repo, the genetic opera. Which I had never seen. Oh, you know what? I don't know if I've seen it. I'm not a musical guy. I don't care for musicals because I find it cheesy. Sure. Um, Like live action Disney shit. You know what I mean? Like, and when I say that, like how most Disney cartoons, they'll break into song. Yeah, they're all musicals. But Yeah, but when it's real life, I'm like, people don't do that. People don't bust into song. Well, then you should it's walk like, around with me at work because oh, I sing all day. God. I'm glad I'm not in inventory. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, I I want to say I, I had seen it or parts of it, but I guess I hadn't. Um, and we'll save the talks for all that kind of stuff once we get into it. But sure. yeah, so um, I, I want to thank you all for listening if you are, um, we appreciate you being <laughs> you here. You haven't dropped off yet. <laughs> hanging out with us. You can find us on Facebook. Um, just look up Pod and Gore Podcast. We got a, a group on there. Um, we 
I post somewhat frequently. I try to. Yeah. Where you can reach us, mostly me, because I do the socials, but you can reach us at any time. Like if somebody sent us a message right now, I would instantly get it and I'd probably say something about it while recording. Yeah. But like, yeah, you can reach us on Facebook. You can reach, reach us on Instagram and Twitter at gore underscore pod. And if you don't do social media and you're like, hey, fuck Facebook, you know, fuck and Twitter. I'm with you. Well, yeah. Well, you have a Facebook. I know, but I still don't use it that much. Right. But you refuse to fucking text me. You demand that I send you a message on Messenger. (laughs) Contradictory. I don't like the ding. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you can reach, you can send us an email at at, uh, potandgore at gmail.com. You know. Yeah, if you have something you want us to talk about, if you have a movie you want us to watch. Questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, You want to say we're fucking stupid and don't know what we're doing? Join we know the, we we know yeah we know we, it's just we don't claim nice to, to be experts we just like to kind of break down things that we enjoy and Indeed. so um until next time yeah until next time uh we'll see you then bye bye